Um, and that is the sound Raquel was making when she was dating Tom. Excuse me, I'm choking on my coffee. Um, we have Tom Sandoval's summer fling that is speaking out, and it seems he may have been cheating on Raquel. We have Andy Cohn responding to Leah McSweeney, and we're going to recap The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Let's get it. Brandy Glanville and Andy Cohen's text messages have just been leaked to the Daily Mail and they've got the internet on fire. We also have a new lawsuit from Leah McSweeney. And like Raquel Levis, I spent the night with Tom Sandoval. Get ready. Let's get into it. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, surf fresh all week long. Now, let's dive in. Welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in. I apologize. I was <clears throat> choking on uh, my coffee. I was like, oh, we have a few seconds before we're live. Let me swig, a, let me uh, sling a swig of coffee. And it just, it did not go down right. <clears throat> so I apologize for that terrible intro, that terrible opening. But listen, this is a live show and we roll with it. There's no reshooting that. Um, welcome on in, everybody. I hope you are having a lovely, what's today, Thursday, OMG, it is Thursday morning. Um, if you have not done so yet, then I hope you guys take a minute to go and check out our final two episodes of Disaster Daters. You can go right now and binge all six episodes. Me and Jeff um, are a super unhinged duo, putting our love, dating, and sex life on display, on display, each and every day, every day, every day. So, yeah, it's wild. Um, these last, we have John Hill. If you guys listen to Radio Andy, you or you've seen him probably on Watch What Happens Live a couple times. He used to date Andy Cohen back in the day. Um, and he talks about dating Andy Cohen, going to Sarah Jessica Parker's house. And then these two episodes, Jeff, John, and I share some terribly unhinged stories about what... Not only are we disaster daters, but we're disaster monsters. Um, Jeff tells a story about this guy that he was dating that was, like, so nice. Like, he would book him massages and give him, like, you know, $300 gift cards to moon juice. And Jeff was like, oh, he's so sweet. And then Jeff tried to leave him at the airport because, I don't know, I guess the guy was too good for him. Um so Jeff literally tried to leave him at an airport. I talk about using a guy for free labor to help out with the work project. Um, and then once the project was over, I kind of had to cut him loose because I was not interested in him at all. And then John Hill reveals a story about this guy that he met that he that flew in to see him, to come and meet him. They had arranged to get together. And John Hill gave him his address and everything. So the guy shows up from New York to his front door, and John Hill decided to ghost him. Um, so he did not let him into his apartment. So this poor guy showed up all the way from New York, and it was it was wild. Um, Storm Doris says, Disaster Daters is funny and entertaining. Marianne Stout says, it was hilarious, different concept for a change. Yes, I'm loving it. Y'all are messy. We are messy. We're messy. But you also hear about a really good date that I went on. Um, so, you know, you get you get a little balance. Um, yeah, but catch Disaster Daters. It's available on all podcast platforms, or you can watch full episodes exclusively on Spotify. But whew. What a time. What a fun uh, Valentine's Day, February vibe. Oh, man. I feel like we should probably have, like, Tom Sandoval on, the, on Disaster Daters. We should have invited uh, Rachel Levis on Disaster Daters. You know, we're all, 
we're all into it. Um, Sharon says, it gets fun when it's messy. Oh, absolutely. Marianne loves the honesty. Listen, we're completely, I mean, honest is one thing. Unhinged is probably how I would describe us. But check out Disaster Daters. Also, um, oh my goodness. There's so, I saw, I just finished the Beverly Hills reunion this morning. Eh, I would give it like a 7 out of 10. I wouldn't say that it was like groundbreaking. I don't think we got a lot. We got a lot of Dorit versus Kyle stuff in the Beverly Hills reunion. But outside of that, we didn't get a whole lot. Um, I mean, we rehashed like Crystal versus Anne-Marie, which we learned her name, even though it's spelled Anne-Marie. Her name is Anna-Marie. Um, or as many of you like to call her eight and a half, which is so shady. <laughs> you guys are so mean. Um, but listen, that's what her husband calls her. But she also says Marcellus is an eight and a half too. Would you rather have a 10 in your life or an eight and a half? Like that's the, I mean, I guess we would all have a 10. Um, I don't know. Maybe maintenance chick asks any chance of another, um, any chance of another season of disaster daters? Um, maybe. I mean, listen, if you guys go and listen to it and you share it and you leave a good review for it, if it does really well, I'm sure Spotify will agree to let us do more episodes. But you guys got to make it a big, which it's already been a big success. It debuted in the top 40, which we're very grateful for. So, yeah, definitely go check out Disaster Traders. Everyone seems to be voting for an eight and a half. They would rather have an eight and a half. Interesting. Maybe objectively an eight, but subjectively a 10. Interesting. There's no such thing as a 10. Huh. Listen, no, the the correct answer is a 10. If you have a partner, then they are a 10 across the board. Always. You tell them you are a 10. You are hot. You are, you is kind. You is brave. You is smart. You know, all the things. You is, you is a 10. You is a 10 times, you is a 10 on 10. I just, I, she explained eight and a half on average. So 10 in bed, two as a cook. No, she didn't say that. She said eight and a half across the board. Ooh, Kitchy Yo-Yo says she wants a five with a ton of money. Interesting. It's funny. I just saw this, um, this TikTok. Um, it was about, um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Five. Oh, oh, so it was this TikTok and it's this girl and she's sitting in the car and she's like, this is your face when you decide to date a guy for love instead of for money. And it's her sitting in a car and then you hear like the car starting up and it's like, eh, eh, like it's all that like he's trying to get his car to start in the engine for whatever reason is just not starting and it's true typically when you date for love they, there is no money there's you know whew. and then someone commented and they're like love is the ghetto and i'm just like oh you know love is love is lo love is blind i'll tell you that which the final episodes of love is blind are out now so can't wait to watch. I have not watched it, so no spoilers, but I'll probably recap it for everybody on Monday. So be sure to finish and binge Love is Blind this weekend. Um, yeah. Remember that dating show that they used to have for love or money? And then you would date them and go all the way to the end and you would see whether or not they would pick you for the love or pick you for the money. That was a, quite the time. Ooh, look at this. We got a super sticker from Surreal. Ooh, look at that surreal life. Thank you for the super sticker, my love. That is very generous of you. I appreciate all the love you guys are giving me. But so what else did we get out of this Beverly Hills reunion? Um, <clears throat> Kyle and Dorit have it out. Kyle wasn't happy. 
about the things that Dorit said on the show regarding her marriage and regarding Morgan Wade. And she's like, you're adding more speculation. And I'm like, but the, the world is already speculating. You were doing music videos with Morgan. So I don't know. I don't know if I would blame Dorit for the speculation. Like maybe Dorit contributed to it, but she was just saying what everybody else was thinking. So yeah. And then she talks about Kathy and she's like, well, last season at the reunion, you were defending Kathy and not defending me. And you know me better and you don't even really know Kathy. And Dorit's like, well, I have my own relationship with Kathy. And she's like, I didn't want to get into the middle of any of this. So I don't know. I thought their fight was kind of dumb. I feel like they'll work it out eventually. I don't know if there's a deep betrayal. I mean, Kyle seems to be upset about the text message leaking, but like, come on. I'm, yeah. But she's... um. She's more upset about Dorit, like, asking her about Mo on camera and, you know, saying, like, feeding into the confessional speculation about the Morgan Wade rumors, which I'm hoping we finally get to next week now that we're getting into Kyle's package. We see uh, Dorit and Garcelle have it out. Dorit and Crystal kind of have it out. Like, Crystal really came to show up, but now I just feel like she's trying too hard. Like, this is so uncategorically, like, it's out of character for Kristen, or sorry, for Crystal. That I'm just like, mm, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, for me, it's like it, it feels performative. And I know she's going to be like, well, what do you want? First, I'm too quiet and that's not good enough. And then I finally sh- raise my voice and that's not good enough. And it's like, it's not that it's not good enough. It's just that I don't know the real you. I don't know which side is really you because you have been so quiet. And then she's like, oh, well, I was quiet because I, you know, I'm constantly thinking about you know, everybody being so skinny and listen, and I get it. I can, I can empathize with Crystal. I've struggled with eating disorders most of my life, um, had to go into treatment for bulimia. Like I get eating disorders and I get struggling with eating disorders. Sometimes I still have nights where I'm like, I just want to hit up Postmates and have a full binge and purge night and just order a bunch of food and just engage in all of that again. And I, you know, it it takes constant work and constant effort to work through those triggers and to, you know, remember how far you've come and all of that. Um, That's not to say that it wouldn't be triggering to be in an environment where, you know, women are losing a lot of weight. Erica's gotten really skinny. Um, Kyle's gotten really skinny. She's working out a lot more. I understand her struggle and her insecurities around these women. Um, I don't think that I don't know if I believe that that's the reason that she's not speaking up. I just think, I don't know. I don't think she gels with these women. I don't think she genuinely cares about any of these women. I don't think she, you know, I don't know. It was messed up with the child bride comment. Was it? I mean, I didn't, I'm not Asian. Sorry. I know a lot of people think that I am. So I guess I can't speak too much to it. But like, I didn't read the child bride thing. I didn't also correlate child bride with mail order bride, um, which mail ordered bride goes beyond just Asian cultures. Um, I, d- I didn't associate those two until Crystal brought it up. So, I mean, I don't want to diminish her, you know, I mean, I, I get Dorit's point of it. It's like, I wasn't meaning for all these things to be what they were or whatever. Like I was just throwing shade and I was just being cheeky. And then they're like, well, you're such a Karen. And then any, every little thing that she says gets picked apart. But it's interesting because it's like, and Anne-Marie makes a good point of like, well, why wasn't it, why is it okay for Sutton to do certain things? And that's not considered, those aren't considered microaggressions, but it's not okay for Dorit to do these things. Like it just feels like these women don't like Dorit. And so they're trying to exacerbate her Karen behavior. 
which I don't think is Karen behavior. Cause when I think of a Karen, I think of that lady being obnoxious at Trader Joe's and like trying to police other people and trying to put her finger in her face. And I don't, I think Dorit may live in a bit of a bubble. She is a little, um, what was the word that I used? Not privileged. She's, um, I mean, a little out of touch for sure, but I don't think Dorit's the type of person that also doesn't want to learn. I think she's like, you know, every time she screws up, she's willing to kind of, you know, accept that she put her foot in her mouth and be like, okay, well, I don't want, like, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to do my job. But I agree with Anne-Marie where Anne-Marie's like, Sutton was telling me that I was yelling at her and she's like, Garcelle and Crystal had no issue with that. And the only one that spoke up was Dorit. And Dorit's like, she's not yelling at you. She's, you know having a conversation with you. So that's where I'm just a little like, yeah, sheltered. That's the word, Muddy Grace. Thank you. That was the word that I was using in relation to Dorit. She's sheltered, but she also seems like the type of person that's willing to agree uh, or not willing to agree, but she's willing to evolve. Um, I agree with Zach. I didn't think it was horrible. And my daughter is Asian. Thank you, Jamie. That's the thing. I didn't think, because you also have to remember like, yes, I, I feel like when it comes to like microaggressions, it's a bit of a gray area because I feel like anything can be turned, can be um, twisted as a microaggression. Me as a Hispanic gay man, I can very easily, you know, if somebody says something to me that I, you know, think is in some way, like the other day I was walking, Josh and I were coming back from dinner and we're coming back to my apartment and we're crossing the street and this guy's riding his bike and he says, suck a dick. He could have said that to anybody. I mean, maybe he's like, oh, here are two gay. I don't know. But to me, I'm just, I I don't take things that deeply. I don't carry them to my core. Um, from my experience as a minority, as a double minority, that's not to diminish anybody else's experience. But I also just, I'm like, you have to like think of like intention, you know? And it's like, you have to factor those things into it. That's not to say that it's wrong or right or whatever, but it's like you can't have double standards. You can't have Sutton tell Anne-Marie that she's yelling at her and you're okay with that because Sutton's your friend and then when Dorit does any little infraction, you blow it out of proportion and make it so much grand, so much more grand than it is. Like, you know, Crystal was able to move past her issues with Sutton when Sutton said something that was so dark and racist. Um, so, you know, it just... I don't know. I think it's a very blurry gray area and we can't weaponize when we don't like, we can't weaponize it against people just because we don't like them, you know? Cause I, I felt like even at the reunion, you see Crystal raising her voice at Anne Marie several times. And it's like, well, when Dorit raised her voice at Garcelle, that was racist that was you know and so i'm just like the, the double standards why is crystal allowed to scream at Anne marie and Anne marie's speaking very calmly and she's like i'm not going to do this with you i'm not going to raise my voice over you i'm not going to speak over you i'm not going to yell at you and then crystal continues to raise her voice and scream at Anne marie and i'm like why is because last reunion when dorit said garcelle let me finish that was like completely blown up all over twitter and i haven't seen anybody get upset with crystal but everyone's like, yeah, Dorit made a microaggression against Crystal for saying child bride when she was referencing the fact that she got married young. She wasn't necessarily referencing her culture. So I don't know. Again, the double standards just always seem to boggle my head. Um, Zach, pick your battles if you don't. Everything people say is wrong. Yeah, I mean, listen, it is what it is. I grew up with blonde jokes and Polish jokes. I am scarred and traumatized by them. No, people need to be aware and also stop being overly reactive. I agree, Sharon. 
Um, I mean, I think blonde, I mean, a dumb blonde joke and, you know, a joke against a person of color, I think, hold different weight. Um, And we need to be mindful of the fact that they hold different weight. But I do agree with you that, like, you know, things are only as traumatizing or as triggering as we give them the power to be. Right. And I guess that's why I had that example of like this guy riding his bike. He's like, suck a dick. I mean, that could have been Kristen Doty said suck a dick on Vanderpump Rules. That wasn't homophobic, you know, or or wasn't sexist because she was saying it to a woman. But it's like, okay, but if we want to squint our eyes and tilt our head and, you know, lean back, then maybe we can see it from that angle. But it's like it doesn't have to automatically become that. Um, and then it makes things challenging because then in the realm of housewives where you are cheeky and you do throw shady jabs, it'll be interesting to see how it comes up about Garcelle alluding to Dorit essentially committing a crime with insurance fraud by saying that Dorit still had her jewelry after she got robbed and the phone was left outside. I mean, that's a big accusation. You're essentially accusing her of fraud and committing a crime for insurance fraud. And I don't know to me, but again, we don't hold other people as accountable and hold that same, you know, weight to them. So I just, again, the double standards never cease to amaze me. Um, But whatever, I'm sure I'll get dragged in the Apple podcast reviews about that too. I'm racist and sexist and homophobic and xenophobic and all the things and eating disorder phobic because I said, you know, the comment about Crystal, I'm all the things I get it. I hear you. Thank you. Um, anyway, I take it as insulting. What's insulting, Danielle? The, then people would stop using the word Karen as a joke. I don't know. Have to give it to Anne Marie. She handled Crystal well. Crystal was trying to shut her down, but Anne Marie wasn't taking it. Yeah, I agree. I think. Anne Marie was Anna Marie was very much trying to keep her composure. I think she was trying to, you know, not have this combative argument with Crystal, which I get and I, you know, I agree with. I mean, Crystal did lose 14 friends to be on the show, so she could try and make these women her friends. I mean, that also speaks to Crystal's, you know, character and her ability to make friends. Um, if she's losing 14 friends, that's a lot of friends to to drop her for, for, I don't know why. Dorit knew she couldn't outright call Crystal a gold digger, so she called her a child. Right? Yeah, that's the, I mean, listen, Crystal was 24, Rob was 45, Rob was very wealthy and very successful. Everyone calls Erica a gold digger. Why can't we call Crystal a gold digger? <clears throat> Again, the double standards never cease to amaze me. Um, you were great on Kempire's podcast. Thank you. I love doing Kempire's podcast. I think... You know, I love Kempire. He's been incredibly supportive of me. I've tried to equally be as supportive of him. I think as content creators, we should build each other up and support each other. And, you know, let's get it, get it, get it. Get it, girl, get it, get it, girl. To the front, to the right, to the back, girl. It's your night. The Kungs are rich. Oh, Crystal Kung Minkoff. Um, oh, well, I mean, if she comes from, I mean, yeah, she could possibly come from money. But then that also speaks to, well, then was her self-made business that much of a self-made business? Because we like to drag Kylie Jenner for having money going into building Kylie Cosmetics. But then Crystal gets to be like, I built this business from scratch. 
I still have a problem with Crystal being violated by Sutton and Sutton saying something dark and now they're great friends. Yeah, and then, but like Dorit has any little infraction and both Garcelle and Crystal are fine with Sutton, but they're not fine with Dorit, you know? It's just, I think, I think Garcelle just doesn't like Dorit. For whatever reason, there's something in Dorit that triggers her and she picks apart everything Dorit does. It's not to say that Garcelle's feelings aren't valid. I'm not trying to invalidate Garcelle's feelings, but she tends to have a lot of feelings. Um, and Crystal tends to have a lot of her own truth and her own truth that doesn't always line up with an objective truth uh, or an objective reality. But before I get myself canceled today, let's move on to Tom Sandyballs. Okay, so Tom Sandyballs has... Um, Tom Sandyballs has a secret girlfriend. Um, it's this very attractive blonde woman. She was just on Howie Mandel's podcast, or I guess it was Howie and Josh, because it's Howie Mandel and Josh Peck, and they had this woman on Howie and Josh with Jacqueline Schultz, right? And so this woman, Olivia Sloan, she's 23 years old and she claims on the show that she had a fling with Sandoval last summer she says we didn't date we didn't you know we weren't exclusive but last summer we were hooking we were shacking up so the timeline of it it seems like it was and she was like well it was after Ariana but after raquel and like I did, something about it is a little murky because she seems to claim that it's around this time that like Sandoval's going to Lake Tahoe and he's not hearing from raquel so I don't know, Olivia. Are you trying to say that Tom was, was you know, schmoozing with you while he was also, like, talking to Raquel while she was in the treatment facility? Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, so I don't, I don't know. She's, why is she talking about it now? I think she's talking about it now because it's airing on Vanderpump Rules now where you see Tom and he's talking about how, you know, oh, he loves Rachel and he wants, you know, and he's sad that Rachel didn't reach out to him for his birthday and, you know, he's in love with her and he thought that they were going to sail off into the sunset together. And now this other girl's like, well, wait a minute. I didn't realize that you were so hung up and so in love with her when you were over here, you know, hitting up on me and she makes it very clear she's like we didn't date it wasn't that serious um you know it wasn't that deep but you know we were shacking up we were hooking up we were you know banging it out so it seems like sandoval may have been cheating on rachel rocky rocky bang bang mm -mm -mm -mm. so interesting what do you think? Do we believe this woman, Olivia? I mean, I, I agree. Timing is a little suspect for her to be coming out with all of this tea. But at the same time, I don't know. She Yeah, she claims it was at the height of Scandival. But also, why are you hooking up with Tom Sandoval at the height of Scandival? Like, don't you know who you're sleeping with? Don't you know? Like, come on. Everybody was talking about Scandival. There was... Like, even people that didn't watch Bravo, that didn't watch Housewives, that never seen Vanderpump Rules, we were all talking about Scandival. So my thing is also being like, well, Olivia, why were you even banging Scandival? Because it kind of seemed throughout the summer, like, you would have assumed that Tom and Rachel were together. So And him still living with Ariana. Like, these are things that you can very easily Google. I mean, listen to No Fields with Zach Peter, and then you'd be fully caught up on the Scandival of it all. 
So I'm sure he did cheat with her. I'm sure he's infatuated with Rachel. I'm sure he believed that he was in love with Rachel. I'm sure he wanted to be with Rachel in the end, but he's definitely still who he is and he's going to fool around, you know? And he's going to continue to do what he's going to continue to do. And I think Olivia definitely wanted to be in on it. And that's why now she's doing an interview where she's revealing this information to Howie Mandel. Because now it's airing on the show. And now, you know, but that doesn't, he's, it's just weird to be like, oh, I love Rachel and I want to be with Rachel and I haven't heard from her and she doesn't wish me happy birthday. God, man, she doesn't even wish me happy birthday. Uh. And then you see he's, you know, Secretly hooking up with Olivia. <gasps> Groupie energy. That's a good point. Mtronics. What if she was, he met, yeah. What if they were like, well, I mean, that's kind of how Rachel was, right? Remember, she would be like wearing the Tom Tom sweaters and like jamming out at his concerts and stuff. Oh, this does not look good at all. This look bad. This look very bad. Um, Not a fan. You don't remember they were saying that he was hooking up all over the place when she was in and out of craft camp. I mean, I remember there being, like, rumors about him being linked to other women, but I don't think that there was any confirmation that he was actually dating anybody until, like, later on, until things kind of finally broke off with Rachel. I don't know. Tom is a sociopath and legit making me miss Jax. I hate him for that. Could you imagine missing Jax over Sandoval and always thinking Sandoval was the good guy? Like James, he's like, oh, Sandoval's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's like Tom Girardi. He's such a good guy. Well, we see what a good guy he is there. But if you want to be a good guy or a good gal and you want to, you know, just make life a little easier for yourself and not have to deal with the massive DIY meal prepping, or if you just want to start eating healthier without any of the guesswork, Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals, make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to eight meals per week. Plus, you can put it on pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, no cooking, and no cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash nofilter50 and use code nofilter50 to get 50% off. That's code nofilter50 at factormeals.com slash nofilter50 to get 50% off. And yes, I know we are finally at the tail end of February. We're getting into March. We're still in Q1 for the year, which means you can still live up to those New Year's resolutions. And I'm not talking about getting tangled on an elliptical or eating the world's most depressing salad. Here's one that'll stick. Smelling better naked. Thanks to our sponsor, Lumi. You can smell good with or without clothes all year long. Lumi is a game-changing whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to not only work on your pits, but also your feet, your privates, and everywhere else you get odor. No matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odors all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula and... They've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. It actually smells delicious. And I will say with a lot of other um, 
Like sometimes some deodorants, like they, I don't know. I just, this one, I feel like my body reacts to, my body smells good. Um, I feel like it actually works. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend making the switch to Lumi and let this year be all about head to toe confidence. No salads required. Special offer. New customers get $5 off Lumi starter pack with our exclusive code. Use code no filter at lumideodorant.com. That's code no filter at Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant.com. Okay. Let's talk about Liam McSweeney and Andy Cohen because Andy Cohen is like, ooh, Clap back, right? Clap back, girl. I'm clapping back, girl. So apparently his rep is now speaking out to the Hollywood Reporter. And they're claiming that the accusations are completely 100% false. Andy Cohen is denying that any of these allegations, well, not any of the allegations, but the specific allegation regarding um, doing pasta. It's not about the pasta, Lala. So the pasta is not on Andy Cohen's recreational list uh, at, in the green room at Watch What Happens Live. So he, his rep is saying that that's not true. We also saw Kathy Griffin come out a couple years ago. I believe the, the clip of her from a few years ago has resurfaced where she claims that Andy Cohen on two occasions offered her blow, offered her some pasta. And um, she claims that the first time she thought it was a joke, and then the second time that it was offered to her, she, you know, she's like, "Listen, I'm straight edge." She's like, "I'm not a prude, but I'm definitely straight edge. I don't do any, you know, substances. I don't drink." So she's like, "The pasta. I'm watching my figure. I'm not into the carbs. No, thank you. No pasta, right?" Um, so I don't know. I I don't know. Um, I don't think that there's any proof, right? I mean, Kathy Griffin maybe has a little bit of a stronger leg to stand on because she's claiming that this was her personal experience, that she um, she was offered uh, pasta directly by Andy, uh, whereas Leah is claiming, well, here's the other thing that's with Andy's response to Leah and what Leah's claim is. Leah's claim is that he offers pasta to housewives, to his favorable housewives that he also gives favorable edits to, right? Which could be the accusation he's denying. He could be like, no, I don't only give pasta to my favorite housewives and no, I don't give them favorable edits. That's not to say, I don't know. That's not to say that there's not some pasta usage in general, but Listen, he's a grown man. He's allowed to do whatever he wants to do. But I do think on the set of Watch What Happens Live, you know, that's where there are some legality issues. And I mean, is he forcing people to do it? Is it recreational? Is it, you know, I don't know. I think there are a lot of questions. But the hard part, the bigger part is when it comes to the legalities, when it comes to culpability, when it comes to the accusation that Leah's making that they were violating her rights and her disability and they were, you know, it was a toxic work environment because there was alcohol supplied and people were drinking and she's, you know, an alcoholic. I don't think that this, even though PR-wise it's bad for Andy Cohen, legally I don't think there's any real standing unless they have some sort of hard evidence or proof that Andy is actually doing this. But I think I wouldn't even be surprised if he decides to counter Sue um, and sue her for defamation. 
Because at, at this point, I mean, listen, do I believe that it, it's true? It's possible that he and some of his guests engage in extracurricular activities for sure. Um, and then it comes down to people being like, oh, well, he's a boss. He shouldn't be doing that. I mean, it does get a little weird because it's not like a direct supervisor, employer, employee. I'm signing the checks. He does have a position of power. He does have, you know, he... His role has gotten more into like a figurehead role for the network and less of like an actual boss role. You know, he's more of like, I think I described it as like the red M&M, the main featured M&M. But the actual bosses at the M&M company, or if you're going to be upset at the M&M company, you have to sue the M&M company, not the red M&M, because at this point, the red M&M is more of just like a figurehead. He's the boss, so to speak, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. It's dicey. It's not black and white. It's not as cut and dry as people want to make it out to be. And you also have to go into like the motivation. Like why are Leah and Brandy deciding to bring these accusations forth now? Is it because they've been let go from the network and they no longer have TV time because they've willingly continued to participate in this toxic work environment where they willingly decided they wanted to continue signing up for this. So how toxic is the environment if you're continuing to sign up for it? Um, Joe Mendoza says, if y'all are in LA, go support Norma Maldonado and watch her movie 47 Days with Jesus in select theaters in LA. Yes, guys, go support Norma. Norma, 47 Days with Jesus. Go support her. Norma Maldonado, big member of the Zack Pack. Um, so yeah, it's just, a lot of people have a lot of feelings. It's hard. I try to, I try to be a little more mind, lately, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but I have been a little more mindful of like not dipping into the live chat as much because when we have these like heavier topics, people get so fired up about them. Um, and rather than engaging in some sort of discourse, I just, you know, want to share my opinion and kind of look at both sides of the coin here. Um, and I do like to play devil's advocate in every situation just to look at both sides of the coin here. And I just think Brandy and Leah's motivations, I think if Bravo came to them and offered them another television show, I think they would jump at the opportunity. Like Bethany, she's like reality reckoning. And then we find out that she was pitching three other shows to Bravo. Um, Rachel Levis is like, oh my God, this, you know, Bravo and P Vanderpump Rules is so toxic for my mental health. Meanwhile, we have her trying to negotiate more money and trying to work out a development deal with the network. It's like, if the network is so terrible, then why are you trying to work out? Why are you asking them for a development deal where you would then be complicit in this toxic work environment? So to me, I mean, then you can be like, well, she wants to do that so she can have more power and more say, but then she's still signing up for Vanderpump Rules again. I don't know. I don't, the devil doesn't need any more advocates. That's such a stupid statement. I, I, people like to say the devil doesn't need any more advocates, but we do. First of all, we're not talking about the devil. Again, it's not as polarizing or as black and white. as This is why I don't like to, to read the live chat. But it's like you do need to look at both sides of the equation. You do need to poke holes in both sides of the story. That way we really look at things objectively and kind of take it in as a whole, right? Because if we just automatically look at just one side or the other, that one robs us an opportunity. Like I like when people challenge me. And that's one thing I appreciate about Kempire is going on his show yesterday. Um we were talking about some of these things and I would bring up a point and he would bring up a counterpoint and we would be like able to kind of look at things in a very, uh, 
mature adult way where we were able to discuss these topics in depth and disagree and be able to kind of, and he, there were a couple of things that he said where I was like, you know what? I, I didn't see it that way. Whereas to me, I'm like with Leah, I can, you know, she's suing the network because they had alcohol on set of, you know, uh, filming housewives and she's claiming that that violates her rights. And I was like, well, how is that different for me walking into whole foods? Can I sue whole foods and say, Hey, I need the right to access, you know, food so I can eat and live. And if you're selling alcohol and I'm an alcoholic, then that is temptation. I should sue you for tempting me rather than having any sort of personal accountability. And then Kempire's like, well, that's a good point. However, when you're in a work environment, things are a little bit different. And there is a little bit more of a responsibility of your employer to, you know, make sure you're in a safe work environment. And I agree. But I also, you know, and, and but it made me look at it differently. And I appreciated that he and I were able to have that conversation, that discussion rather than fighting, you know. So um, I just I think it's important to to look at things critically, right? And so and to kind of just ask questions. I know a lot of times I ask these questions and don't always find the answers, or you know I just kind of ask open ended questions, looking into these different scenarios when they come to like the legal side of things. But it's like it's so that we can kind of open our minds a little bit and shift our perspective. And you know, am I probably going to say things that are going to be ignorant now and again? Sure. Am I going to? fumble the ball, put my foot in my mouth. Absolutely. I've done that before. I've owned it when I have, and I've grown through that. But I think it's important to like not be afraid of coming onto these platforms and sharing these different perspectives and opinions. That way we can all kind of look at things differently, be open to that, be open-minded, and hopefully learn something through that as well. Um, but I do want you guys to be mindful of as well as you're in the live chat or you're in the comments. You know, sometimes when we share our opinions, we do get ridiculed or dragged really hard and the pitchforks come out and people can be ruthless and toothless about it. And that becomes challenging because then that makes us as creators not want to share our opinions. It makes us not want to foster that open dialogue. I happen to not give a fuck. So I'm going to say what I want to say on my own platform. If you don't like it, you're welcome to leave or you're welcome to stay. Um, if you're going to be nasty, I, I will try not to be, but occasionally I will pop off on a bitch and I always win. So I'm just saying just be a little more mindful when you are giving feedback, not just with me, but with any of the creators that you see out there. If they say something that you think is ignorant or you disagree, you disagree with or whatever the case may be, just be mindful. Um, that way we can create more of an open dialogue. You know, well, to be fair, if you have those que those questions, chances are many other people do and might not be as open to talk. That's what I mean. And so I think there are a lot of creators that would rather not share their true opinions because I know them behind the scenes and I talk to them behind the scenes. So I know some of their feelings behind the scenes, but they're not as as open to be, you know, to share those thoughts in a public forum because they don't want to get dragged. They don't want to be they don't want to open themselves up to some of that negativity. Um which I get, again, I know we don't like to read, and yes, we can agree she's um, a little entitled and lives in a bubble for sure and is sheltered, but I think one thing about Dorita, she's still willing to put her foot in her mouth. She's still willing to fumble and to say stupid, ignorant things and to learn from them and to be open to having those conversations and to listening to when the other women say, hey, this feels like a microaggression, and she's, you know, open-minded, and I, I appreciate and respect someone that's willing to fumble the ball in front of all of us and learn in front of all of us as well. Because as they screw up and as they learn, we learn through that. And again, there are things that I've learned through Dorit's mistakes, you know? We need our housewives to be a little disconnected. I mean, yeah. <sighs> Subjective, but yeah. 
Um, yeah. Any other closing thoughts, feelings, vibes? I want to live in my bubble. Yes, I, I agree. Sometimes living in your bubble and just zoning into housewives can be fun. Um, but sometimes it's good to kind of have that exposure. You know, it's exposure therapy. It opens your mind. It shifts perspective. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but yeah. Um, okay. Any other closing thoughts, feelings, vibes? Dorit's TikTok after the reunion made me LOL. Oh, did she do it? What was her TikTok? TikTok on the clock. DJ, throw my sneakers up. Tonight, I'm a fight till we see the sun. Let's see. Uh, this one? No, this is from 1129. Maybe it's on her Instagram. Her Instagram. Adore it. Dorit Kim's. That's funny. Um, the mean girls. That that has been a trending. Oh, speak of the devil. Crystal's on Jeff Lewis Live today. That's not shade at Jeff. That's shade at Crystal. <laughs> uh, goodbye, Kyle. Um, yeah. I like Kyle. I think Kyle's time on... Um, I think Kyle's time on Beverly Hills is coming to an end, though. I just think she's over it. I don't think... I mean, listen, and now that she's on buying Beverly Hills, you know maybe could open a door for her um, to do more of buying Beverly Hills. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But I think she's kind of coming, coming to her end. Everybody's loving Crystal. It's like, oh my God, Crystal, Crystal's such a boss. Get it, Crystal. Mm. And I'm just like, mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. oh, did you see Sutton posted a photo of her esophagus on Instagram? Not my favorite photo, but okay. Um, oh, yeah, also in relation to the Andy Cohen stuff and the Leah stuff, Bryn came out and she um, she commented, there was an account Bravo with me that posted a meme that says Team Andy Cohen because obviously Brandy's coming out and Leah's coming out and whatever. Um, and Bryn commented on it and she did clap, clap, clap emojis. So she seems to be sticking up for Team Andy. Mm-mm-mm. Um, if Andy offered you pasta, would you have some Zach? No, Stacy, I've never, I've never had pasta. I'm like Charlie. I've never had pasta. Um, no, I've never done it. I've never done most stuff. I mean, listen, I love a good martini. Um, love a good microdose of shrooms that I've gotten into lately. Uh, not a big pot smoker. Um, not a vapor. I don't vape. Um, yeah. And in terms of like, party drugs. I don't think I've ever really done any. Um, I mean, I've never even done like a full dose of mushrooms, but I've never like popped E or snorted pasta or any of that stuff. I just haven't. Um, yeah, nothing against it. I mean, if people want to do it, that's on you, boo. But like, I just have not. I'm, I guess I'm a little more straight edged than I would have guessed. What has Zach Def done is hook up with a little person and lots of threes. <laughs> We all have a different drug of choice, right? Um, God, I love that that's like the one thing that like people that got picked up from the Jeff Lewis podcast is the little person story, which is funny. Uh, what do you think shrooms are? What do I think? I mean, shrooms are a drug, yes, but 
I mean, I'm not like, shrooms aren't a party drug. Um, they're a psychedelic. We are responsible for our own actions and also the situations we put ourselves in. That's right, Nessa. Absolutely. Um, okay, should we wrap? All right. I think that's all I got for you guys today. What date was that Jeff Lewis podcast? It was la- was it last Wednesday? I believe it was last Wednesday. Um, but guys, please, if you are enjoying me or you want more of me, you can go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. You can follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach on Instagram. Catch new episodes of No Filter with Zach Peter Monday through Thursday. We live stream it on YouTube and it immediately gets uploaded onto the podcast. So... Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a like, a five-star review. We have bonus episodes that drop on Fridays. If you want to become a member of the Zach Pack, you can become a member of the Zach Pack. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. If you are a member of the Zach Pack, we will be doing our bonus live stream tonight, this Thursday evening, so be sure to join on in. We usually have a little cocky handy, and we just shoot the shit. We laugh. We recap the week. We spill some tea. We do all the things. So... You can definitely become a member. You can click the link below in the description. If you want to become a member, you don't have to. You can also become a member on Apple Plus if you just want the audio. Um, Bonus episode every Friday. You got that. Be sure to catch Disaster Daters, which is out right now. All six episodes, you can binge all of them this weekend. Please leave us a review if you're enjoying them. And yeah. Maybe we'll come back with more episodes. But I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. If I don't see you in tonight's members only, um, then I will definitely catch up with you on Monday and I will give you a full Love is Blind recap. So get ready for it. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye.